Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Drain's Penguin Podcast, and we're coming to you from a hotel room. At least Gita and I are. And Del, it looks like you're in uh, a hostage situation of some sort. Is that what's happening there? Yeah, yeah, they got me. They got me. They give me an hour a night to podcast. Uh, yeah, you're like in an office somewhere. We got a lot going on. It took two weeks. We took a break. Uh, like people started moving all across across the country. It's like musical chairs. Everybody just moves across the country. And then you're like, stop. Where are you? You know? Is that about, <laughs> is that about it? Um, I said like, Gina. Gina's wrestling with her child right now. Um, yeah. Um, so all right. Situative. So so what happened since we last left you two weeks ago? Well, Dell got in the car, like the tiniest car, and then drove across the country. What was it like a Prius or something like that? Is that what you're driving? It's uh, an Elantra. Yeah, that was small, man. <laughs> so I was driving that. I'm driving a van, and and I'm excited about it. Uh, we don't, uh, you drove, what was that, 13 hours? To, to San Antonio? Yeah. Uh, it took us, like, it's only supposed to be nine, but it took us, like, 12, 11 or 12. Yeah. Well, I drive. mean, you, you guys, like, stopped traffic, and then, I don't know. Sarah had to pee every 15 minutes, so. <laughs> That's with pregnant, pregnant lady, you know, so, that just translates, because then, you know, children, they just gotta pee all the time, or they want stuff all the time. And so it just never stops. And so, like, everything takes longer, and then you die. I think I just put basically yeah. that. Like, you, you're never going to be able to do a road trip. You, know, you look at Google and, like, challenge Google. Google's like, it's going to take eight hours. Like, watch, but it's going to take five. You know what I mean? Not going to happen. Yeah. It's like, well, Google says eight, therefore it'll take 24 hours. It's going to be like Lewis and Clark or something like that, you know? Yeah, I'm seeing that. Yeah, I'm seeing that go off into the dust. I've always been the most efficient traveler in the world, and now it's like, <laughs> it's at least 1.5 times whatever it says. It's all out the window. Yeah. So I mean, we so yeah, we're, we're here in St. Louis, gateway to the West. I got you know. So the I've been unimpressed by some impressive things, like seemingly impressive things. We were in Spain once upon a time, and that was at the Tower of Gold, right? Uh, I mean, it's real kind of short and squatty. It looks, I don't know, it's like about as tall as a, I don't know, a warehouse in America built circa 1900. You know I mean, it's just, it's pretty short, about two, three stories high. You're like, this is it. This is the Tower of Gold. Um, but, the, you know, the gateway arch is uh, pretty impressive. It's, you know, clad in stainless steel, built in 1963 to 1965. Dedicated in 1967. I learned uh, all this this weekend. Or this I weekend. thought you were going to say that was unimpressive. No, it, it's impressive. I like it. I was like, oh, look at it. It's a like, nice-looking arch there. <laughs> look at all arch. It's a weighted arch. Did you know that? What does that mean? It means that the like the equation to calculate it is weighted slightly than a normal. What does that mean? Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's um, it just kind of means it's the shape, right? Whatever. Uh, so, yeah. Got it. We took some pictures with there, you know, very family friendly. Kind of like, hey, look, we're pointing at it. Hold the baby up. Look at it. Kid running around making weird faces. Other uh, one like smiling, and they're like, let's roll. And it actually, here. it has really nice grass under it. I didn't know that. I think that's a Missouri thing. It could be. I've been in Missouri three, maybe four times in my life. I got family. This family here roaming about in Missouri, and then their Ozarks. And, uh, you know, every once in a while we go visit them. And I'm always, like, um, I don't want to say shocked. 
But I, maybe this is me. I don't know. Dell, you tell me. Have you been to Missouri before? Yeah, I had family in Missouri. I've been there. I used to spend my summers up there. Do you find? Hate. <laughs> do you find the grass remarkable in Missouri, or is it just kind of? Uh, not especially. I mean, but I was young enough not to really think about that sort of thing. It felt like a lot like Mississippi grass to me. I, see, I guess that's the thing. This, this is it, right? Because we're in Texas. We're born in Texas, and in South Texas at that, and that like grass is kind of like you get some grass. Hey, March to whatever, like our grass right now in, in, in our home is, is pretty robust, but that's only because it like rains, like thunderstorm for like two weeks straight. Uh, like why y'all came. Um, but I don't yeah. know, it's just, I, again, there's a lot of nice grass in Missouri. I've always found. I was like, man, it's like really green grass. It's just, you know, so green. Um, and we thought maybe it was just that neighborhood. There. I was like, maybe it's just that neighborhood. But having been back underneath the gateway arch, I was like, man, this is some green ass grass. <laughs> it is. It's quite luxurious. Yeah, you're just like, man, I was We're used to very there. crunchy, prickly stuff. Yeah, I guess like fire ants and stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about St. Louis. For those who haven't been, I guess give the kind of Chamber of Commerce kind of version of it. You know, uh, we, we just kind of wanted to, you know, I said get out. We just had the kid, with, we had the time. We're like, let's go see something. Right? We ain't never been to St. Louis. Road trip. Yeah, so let's, let's do it. Great American city, right, or whatever, you know, gateway to the west. Uh, we'll talk, uh, actually, so like, declining you population. See, but you see into the west, or was the, was the gate open? Uh, well, we're coming from the west, so we're, like, coming through the other side. We're like, oh, oh wow. don't go in there, you know. Can you go through? Can you get back through? Is yeah, there, like, a, a certain time period? There's a fee, you know. It's like, yeah. uh, once you exit, and they charge you miles traveled. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, there's... St. Louis is an interesting place, and we're kind of comparing and contrasting all day. But what I want to talk about right now, if we could, I'll get to St. Louis later, towards the end, if you're wondering about that, uh, is road tripping. Because you guys drove, uh, you know, what did you say, 1,500 miles? Yeah. Oh, is, that, is that about right? Is that about right? 1,500? Something like that. Is it? Yeah. Is it about? Sure. The whole trip? Probably. So, well, because you went from Mississippi, Laurel, which is basically like Hattiesburg. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then you drove, like, what? What is that, 10 across the bottom of, yeah. the, of the nation? And you got to San Antonio. Then you left there, and you went north on 35 to get to Dallas. And if you don't know that, it takes about five hours, four or five hours, kind of depending. Five hours yeah. more if you're going to Denton. And I think you went to Denton, right? Yeah. And then from Denton, how'd you get back? You went in, what, 20 or 30? 20. Yeah, and then you went... What, 20 south? to Jackson and then down. Yeah. yeah, so you just did a rectangle. You drew a rectangle with your car. Trapezoid. <laughs> Trapezoidal <laughs> shape, yeah. Um, I mean, what's the, you know, what was the worst part? What was the best part of your road tripping? Uh, oh, I tell you what, don't say, seeing friends, you know, because that's really what it's all about. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. <laughs> well... Uh, I was going to say that was the worst part, but... Uh, <laughs> We're having such a good time until that. we had a meet-up for dinner. God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the best part was honestly just getting the hell away from Laurel and Mississippi. You know, it had been so long since I haven't... That I've, since we've been gone for for more than two days and usually those two days are involved like work of some sort playing a gig or something so 
it felt really good just to it it was hard it was actually kind of work to like <laughs> chill out you know to not um make myself do stuff yeah, that that is a thing i know people like uh just to acknowledge that and i guess what is that basically say yeah it happened to me too just to show that i know what you're talking about we had the baby for like that first couple of weeks i still was kind of still sort of plugged into work at least part of my brain was yeah. um and then it wasn't it's not i think it takes about two weeks to get out of work and then after that you're like okay what do i like to do for you know you know now that i have some time maybe i'll maybe i'll watch some television you know or whatever it is uh so i i, I totally know what you're talking about there yeah gina what is the best part of your road trip so far you're in the middle of it so that acknowledged Hmm. <laughs> well, I don't want to s- steal Dell's, but it is nice to get away from wherever you normally are. Um, I'd have to say best part is not thinking about meals in advance. <laughs> like zero planning, just like it's meal time. Where are we going to eat? Hey, here's a place. Let's go there. It's just all very, it's much more, I don't know, not relaxed because it's not that meals at home are stressful, but you just don't have to plan so much and it's nice. Yeah, they kind of lose a little of their spontaneity because you're just not, it's not like, well, let's eat this place. It looks good. Five star reviews and kind of or whatever. It's kind of like, yeah, we're going to eat the chicken because we bought it yesterday and it's time to eat it. Yeah, uh, there's, <laughs> there's the planning aspect that goes into cooking at home and then even if you're going to go out to eat when you're in your hometown you want it to be good so there's a little more pressure on the meal like i'm not going to try just any place like this better be good <laughs> better we're be going out tonight because i got this recipe and it's fantastic but yeah when you're yeah. you're on the road you're like whatever let's just see let's see what happens i think i'll be here again yeah so what is the... Oh, I guess I got to speak. Right? What's, What's the best part well, I was gonna, as of a road side, I know, I know one of my kids' favorite thing is going to the hotel. Because we're leaving, and we're like, well, it's like five hours away. And she's like, I can't wait to go to the hotel. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, what? She's, she's very much... Because uh, we're like, all right, does anybody want to go out? We can go out to the Gateway Arch and kind of go check it out. She's like, I'd like to go and relax at the hotel. I'm like, wait, you're like five years old. What are you talking about? What are you relaxing from? <laughs> Um, <laughs> what do you have to relax? Yeah, she just she just wanted Bro. to be cozy in the hotel, and I totally get that. That she's gonna be one of those people. I was wondering, like, who goes to like a resort just to kind of stay at the hotel? Don't you want to go do stuff? No, she just wants to be at the hotel. <laughs> and I, I used to be like her too, but now I've, I'm I'm old. I've seen too much. I know too much. Like, I can't check into a hotel now without thinking about the possibility of bed bugs, <laughs> only because we've actually had encountered bed bugs in our hoteling experience yeah, that was in, in life. Chicago in case you're wondering uh, and oh, they man. did not refer to it as bed bug they called it the incident yes they would also, not at this current hotel right here we also had the same problem we got the fold out bed folded it out and then uh, there was we, like we can save that it's right, a right, tangent okay, okay, you're going too yeah. far all right uh, what's your favorite part favorite Adam part. about road tripping um windy roads you know, new stuff. Just seeing some of that stuff before. Yeah, it's, it's cool. I mentioned going to, like, uh, you know, I have family. They're, like, southern Missouri, which is the Ozark area. 
lot of windy roads and hills and stuff like that. It reminded me a bit of Highway 1 in California, and I think it did Gina also, and that's why she was freaked out. She could not look at it. Same pit in my stomach. I remember this <laughs> feeling. And I mean, it's kind of... I got a little. I kind of had to pause for a little bit because it was just a lot of concentration. I'm like, zoom back. You know, I'm driving a van too. And then uh, it's also bless you, kid. And then it's also bless you again. And then it's also the like there's like trees and then it's bright sunny day like 11 a.m. kind of. Then so it was just like blinking lights (laughs) as I'm going up and down hills. And then you're going up a hill, and then it, there's no signage in some of these roads. As soon as you go down, you're like, oh, it's a sharp left turn as I'm going sharply downhill. As the road reappears. Yeah. So, I mean, it was fun. It's like a video game. But then yeah, you're, just, it is like you're kind of playing that game. You're like, you know, I got to pause for a little bit because uh, I feel like I'm going to lose this game. <laughs> I don't want to lose that game. <laughs> um, there was some sheer, you know, drops there. I'm like, I see the top of a tree. On the side of the road, how does that happen? Anyway, so it was a little scary, but then, you know, you see my tiny kid back there. Whoa, this is fun. And then there's mom. We were not nearly as big when they cut those roads, you know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then you got, like, the locals, like, zipping around. Like, my grandma, who's, like, a 1,000 years old, she was at the gas station. I was like, man, that's a world ride. She's like, yeah, I'm used to it. I'm like, all right, whatever. Um Okay, Graham. Like, it was like you that around. almost ran us off the road. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I recognize that middle finger. That's my grandma. No. All right, so Dad, what is the the worst part about road tripping? The worst part on this trip was the traffic. The non-stop bumper-to-bumper damn traffic from Mississippi to San Antonio. Where was everybody going? Is it construction, or did you, like, happen to hit cities during, like, their rush hour? Uh, I don't think it was either. I mean, there's always construction in Beaumont. But um, I think it was people coming back from trips to Florida, I guess, for Fourth of July weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Just so picked think, an unlucky time to travel, and everybody else think, had the same I idea. More cars on the road, period, you know, right now, but traveling uh, because people haven't been able to get out for a year, but it was, it was exceptionally bad that day, and it was only. It was only shitty the rest of the time. It was like <laughs> exceptionally shitty, <laughs> like to the point like I was I was like before the hour outside of San Antonio when the rain started on top of it all. I was like, oh my god, we got to get the fuck out of this out of this car. We got to get there and get out of this car. Uh, I, yeah, I, I totally understand like that. I mean. You can't control the other people. Like, there's a couple points in time where you're like, this guy thinks he's in, like, I don't know, Fast Five, or maybe he just went and saw Fast and Furious 9, and he's like, all right, I'm going to go try out some of these moves I saw on TV here on, uh, you know, Interstate right now. Um, and, you know, those kind of annoying. And, you know, the what have you. Our kid came over here to tell us what's happening on the show on her iPad. Um, yeah, so... I agree. Those those are terrible. You can't really control those. Gina, what's the worst part about road tripping? Worst part of waking up. Um, that would have to be... I'm going to go with hotels. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like... It's it, it, again. It's probably my age right now, but I'm like, 
the the one ply toilet paper in the <laughs> bathrooms and just weird toilet seats everywhere you go. Hotels specifically, not even yeah. talking about public restrooms. Just yeah. just things are weird. The sheets feel like they're made of plastic. They're like mm-hmm. crunchy. And then the beds are always like too soft. Like yeah. not in a pleasant, fluffy way and like I think my back might be injured after <laughs> I sleep in this bed kind of way. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's the hotels now. I don't know. Maybe th- maybe that'll change later in life, and maybe I'll like level up. But... Hold on, my boy. So the the hotels, you said. Yeah, I mean, like I said, maybe it'll change later in life again, and I'll come back around to it being great. Maybe after I win the lottery and well, okay, I so level up my hotel experience. I don't know. I mean, I I know what you're talking about. Like hotels are never really good. They're not really fun. I think it's been nice to kind of get out of the house after a whole year of pandemicking. Um, I think the worst thing for me has not been hotels. It's been like the let's say inconsistent approach to the pandemic that we found because. I mean, you are kind of, you have to rely on other people and that kind of stuff. Like, part of the fun of going on a road trip is going to new places, eating new things, that kind of thing. And so while I'm grateful that we have, what, 50% vaccination rate across the country, uh, it's not maybe as high as I'd like to see it. And then, like, nobody's really approaching it the same kind of way. Like, some people are like, look, I'm not going to get vaccinated, but I will mask up, right? In certain parts of this country, it's like, yeah, I'm not doing either. Uh, it's just whatever. Like, you know, people are like literally asking me, like, why y'all got masks? I was like, because the pandemic. Like, there's no coronavirus here. I was like, well, thanks. Uh, you know, I'm glad you have x ray vision or whatever. You know, <laughs> um, that kind of stuff. And that, that's what I'm saying. So, like, um, you know, you like people to kind of take it at least as seriously as you're taking it. Uh, or I mean, or just take it serious, like baseline level, and then have some like rationale, like yeah, I, I'm not gonna do this, but I will do that. Like we have some families, like I'm not gonna get vaccinated, but they're always wearing masks whenever we encounter them. They socially distant, and they're like, yeah, we're not gonna join this, but we'll be out front, and that's all cool. That works out for me. I think that's also, you know, the pandemic, the big elephant in the room yeah. with the mask on, um, that has affected the hotel experience this this trip round and it's it takes a lot of the things that I guess I take for granted um out of it or have changed things in the way that hotels are running their establishments like they've really pared down the service so (laughs) like (laughs) they didn't come into our room you know one of the days we went out and about you know by the time we get back I'm like oh by then the trash cans will be empty and that's like all I I expect now I know a lot of hotels anyway had gone like environmentally friendly so you you wouldn't expect like new towels every day which I never cared about I'm like that's cool like save money save the environment whatever um but I'm like by the time we come back all our full trash cans are going to be emptied and they weren't (laughs) so we had to call down and be like can can you take this trash for us please and they're like yeah just stick it in the hall because you know again they're trying to limit contact which I understand so then when they do that, they didn't even, like, I don't even think they have, like, the full crew running things. So they just sent, like, some guy who's probably not usually emptying trash cans. So he just, like, rips the bag suit. out and like, disappears. And we're like, are we getting another bag in this well, trash can? Well, so, like, he knocked on the door. He's like, all right, you can take your trash cans back in. Like, 
And Gita looked at the trash. She's like, Did you gonna put another bag in there? Or, and here's the thing. It's not like we're like snooting, like, oh, you gotta do... It's like, or do we throw more trash in this bagless yeah, one? Like, or are you gonna tell us where they are? What's gonna I happen? Mean, I mean, we're gonna have more <laughs> trash. We got kids and they eat, <laughs> they eat bananas. It's gonna be a banana peel in there, man. You're gonna have to clean it. Or half stuff. a banana. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like, if that's where you want me to put it, it's... it's to me, I think it's that. It's like just the rhythms. Things like that. Yeah. It's so, nice. I was mentioning here. So we got we wanted the bed with the sleeper one because we did not want to all pile into a bed because these are children and we're on a road trip vacation. Uh, and so, that you know, we pulled it out and it was like pre-set up. The blankets were there and somebody had a kid on there because there was like a pee pad. Like oh, <laughs> fold it, pre-fold it into the bed for you? Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> uh, I think this wasn't dealt with you know what I mean? um, yeah. and you know like, I think so like what Jane's saying I think everybody's kind of reacting post pandemic and I think some are doing it well and some are doing not so well and maybe these this one here is not doing so well yeah uh, they're kind of just like uh, like what do we do what do guests like do they like clean beds I don't know <laughs> what do you think <laughs> yeah so are y'all not y'all aren't about the Airbnb life huh no, we, I'm not. We've never, we've never even tried it, have we? No, I mean, I'm, I'm against it. Like, I won't even try. In principle. Because I'm a principled, I have a principled stance, and I think that it's like, like, a lot of people fought, and argued for, a lot of, legal, protections for the hotel industry, right? Because you know it used to be black, brown, and otherwise couldn't stay at at these kinds of places and so you got a lot of legal protections to make to, you know to protect you um and that's all well and good the like airbnb market is kind of a end around some of those kind of protections and then that's cool because you save some money and maybe stay in like just somebody's house but it's basically operating an unlicensed hotel right like yeah mm-hmm. you can stay in my backyard so that's great, but then, you know, a lot of people, the problems people have with Airbnb is like, I think once they saw I was black, they canceled the reservation. Or, you know. Really? Yeah. Or they're like, uh, I think there was people, somebody spying in, in on, uh, on us, you know, like there was like somebody had a hidden camera or things like that, right? Um, it's because there's no inspector there, just some guy, you know, saying, yeah, you can stay in my backyard and whatever. I know there's a process, I'm, you know. Uh, simplifying a little bit, but that's it. It's not a regulated industry. Um, and beyond that, I think it's hurting the, the housing market. They've got a lot of people who are already prone or given to becoming like housing speculators, getting into this stuff. So it it tightens the housing market. Instead of a, a place where you could, you know, rent for thousand dollars a month, you're like, what if I put it on Airbnb? I make three grand a month, which is cool for them. But then now that's one fewer house that a person or family could rent. And you see that a lot. Like, so then that increases the rent for everybody else. You get people priced out. And again, and that always disproportionately hurts the marginalized people in a community, right? It's black, brown, you know, people who are otherwise not going to be the easiest to rent to anyways. Now you have one fewer house, and then the house everywhere else goes up in rent. So it's yeah. just a lot of bad things everywhere for me. I do think it's negatively affected the housing market for sure. Um, and all the other things you said, I think it's right. Uh, I don't know. I I guess I'm selfish when it comes down <laughs> to it. Though, because 
the experience you get, I mean, the quality of room that you can have or place you can have with an Airbnb for the same price as a mediocre hotel is like uh, so different. Um, yeah. I just, I don't know. I, yeah, so I think Adam's hotels guilt should trip be a aside. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, yeah. like, I, but you have yeah. these are things I hadn't really ever thought about. So I mean, they're yeah. It's a um, yeah. It's I like the I I like the hotel experience. Like I said, a lot of it because I know what I'm getting, and sometimes mm-hmm. like if I'm traveling, I don't want to think about it. It's like you go to McDonald's. A lot of the times, I think somebody said not because it tastes great, because it's a great burger. Because you know exactly what you're gonna get. When you, a Big Mac is gonna taste like a Big Mac anywhere in this country, and really, really anywhere in this world, right? And right. that is a feature of it. You're like, this burger's not good, yeah. But I know if I get it in Topeka, in San Antonio, in Los Angeles, it's gonna be a Big Mac. And sometimes you just want to know, you want that, you know, kind of thing. So it's the same thing. You're like, look, I just want a hotel. I know how it works. I just walk in. I say, I'm here. My reservation's under my name. You give me the key card. I know how to talk to you by putting the thing up front and saying, "Don't disturb," because I'm, you know, you know, having a cocaine party or whatever. Uh, that you know, you do what you do, and then you get out and you just kind of know how to react to them, and that's pretty great. Um, and anything you kind of know what you're paying for, like, hey, it's 98 bucks. I'm not paying for a five-star luxury at Motel Eight, Six, or Seven, or whatever number they got. Do they? You think those numbers mean anything, or did they ever mean anything? They must have, right? This is the most super eight, motel six. This is a super eight, wink wink. You know what that means? I don't know. I don't know that code. Uh. But you know, you go to a motel, you're like, this is gonna be seedy. You know, there's gonna be gunk, but it also only costs twenty four dollars. Um, and then I've stayed in a couple of those. Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our car broke down in Kingsville, Texas, once upon a time, and we stayed at a motel, and I was like. I think you looked the at it. budget in or something <laughs> to that effect. Yeah, it's like they they budgeted when it came to doing laundry. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wouldn't get a room at cheaping out. Spray some Febreze, but it was like knockoff Febreze. It wasn't even Febreze brand Febreze, you know. Uh, yeah, so it was same thing. I I think here they don't know how they want to communicate. Gina, to your point, um, they know that somebody's got to clean the the trash cans, but they're just like. So what is our way of doing it? Do we say, hey, put your trash cans out of the hall? And then if that's going to happen, how often are we going to check those? If somebody can go up and down and do that, who's going to do that? If we, you know what I mean? Like, they don't have those answers yet. And yeah. I, so right now it's like, uh, we'll just handle whoever complains as Tom, it comes. Tom, give me, you can put the valet key yeah. down. Come here. Go up to room 12. You know? Make the bed. And then come back. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, like, no, nobody has room service. Again, understandable. But they sent somebody in to fix the bed situation. I'm like, that's kind of like room service. You know, same thing. You came in a room. Like, what is, why do we shut down room service? I don't know. I mean, not that I ever get room service. But sometimes it is quite convenient. Like, they can leave that outside your door just yeah, to see yeah, these exactly. trash cans. I think it's a, it's the, the other thing where they can't find somebody that's, gonna, that's willing to take $2 an hour or whatever, you know. Can't exploit them anymore. There's, I think it's two sided. I think there's some of that, but I think it's also uh, they see these these things that are expenses that may not traditionally make the make the business that much money, but maybe it's enough of a perk, you know. Yeah. Like it, so, people choose to stay here because they have that amenity. 
Yeah. And this was a great excuse to get rid of all this shit, you know, yeah. and cut more cut corners and stuff again. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, this particular place, and we won't name it. Uh, I was kind of looking. I was like, it got like a steakhouse down here, and it has like, I mean, I was getting angry at the advertisements outdoors. It was like, you know, brewery. We got fourteen kinds of breweries. You know, like all from St. Louis, right here on tap. Come watch the big game, it's the NBA Finals, right? I was like, yeah, it's just all these things. Like, you can't do nothing. It's like temporarily closed. So I was like, no beer, um, no game, uh, no big screen TVs. No nothing. Can't do nothing there. Uh, you know, and they're just they're teasing me with it. Yeah. So traveling during the tail end, possibly of the pandemic, is you still feel that you're traveling during the pandemic? It's not bad. It just you know, like those specific hotel experiences are kind of weird. Um, I mean, yeah, it, that's the other thing too. I like, I don't know. I've never got. Have you got to an Airbnb like at two in the morning? Has that happened? How does that work? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I generally, when I pick Airbnbs, I pick them because I don't have to interact with anybody at all. <laughs> yeah. It's like keyless entry or whatever, and I never have to talk to the person because I just don't want to deal with Man, I don't want to effing deal with anybody. Like, I don't like talking to people at the desk of the hotel to check in either. Yeah. I just want to go yeah. open my door and go to, in my room. And leave when I want to, and not feel like people are watching me come in and out. You know. Yep. I get that. So. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I, you know, I I don't know. Like I, I kind of like hotel rooms. Man, I said there's like a long history there. You know, my kid also oh. likes hotels. She she wants. She was like, I was. She was going over this thing. She's like, can you live in a hotel? I was like, not really. I think some people do, but they're like really rich. <laughs> Actually, they live like at the plaza or whatever like that. And so today, this is like two days later, she's like, Dad, I'm like, yeah, what's up? How come, can you be rich so we can live at a hotel? And I was like, I'm working on it, you know? <laughs> I don't know like, you can also be really poor and live at a hotel. Yeah, so yeah. I thought it was like an extended Both stay. And you do know? a lot of drugs and yeah, yeah, all guess, other yeah, kinds of things. There's, um, there's not a whole lot of times where you're in a hotel and you're like, man, this is going great for me right now. Like, there's, like, especially like... Like extended stay hotels, you're like, oh, yeah. they have like a kitchen. It's not good food. You're not five star cuisine right there. You know what I mean, right. it's just like, well, I'm cooking up some mac and cheese or something. You know, it's not gonna be my, a good my, show. My brother-in-law and his family had to stay in an extended stay for about a month when the army transferred them before their house was ready. Yeah, yeah. it's always something like that. Yeah, it's, it's never. It's very stressful. You're like, this makes it less stressful, but stressful in other ways. Yeah. Yeah. Because. Does y'all's hotel have a window unit AC or, or like central AC? Central. Yeah. That see, that's okay. I can deal with hotels that have that. The ones that have the window unit ones, they're loud as f. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Weird just, click on. Yeah. <laughs> Turbo fan. Your AC is starting. Sweet dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean we got a nice view of the the gateway arch. That's cool. Yeah, you know, some of that. Um, yeah, anyway, so uh, I think uh, St. Louis, it's an old town. Uh, we found it. I, so we just re- we determined, Gina, how's your uh, Lewis and Clark, you know, retracing the life uh, series going? You didn't know that you were on that path. Yeah, I didn't realize it uh, until, like, today. Yeah. But 
Yeah, oh. apparently that's that's a thing I'm doing with my life. I <laughs> lived for a while in Lewiston, Idaho, and um, learned a lot about Lewis and Clark while living there. Obviously, that was a big part of our elementary curriculum. But um, then today we found ourselves out on a walk in downtown St. Louis and passing by some building that had a plaque on the side, a plaque on the side, and I'm like, oh, what's that say? And apparently that was the spot where William Clark died. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It was his son's house, is that yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm like retracing their footsteps, apparently. Well, you went shopping there. You bought, I don't know, a knickknack. A bottle oh, of water. Bought a magnet and a bottle of water there. <laughs> hey, Clark. I didn't know his first name. He gave it away. You told me, reading that, and I was like, oh, that's Lewis and Clark, that guy. I didn't know his like, first name was William or whatever. Yeah. Could have been Tom. <laughs> you know, Tom Clark, you know him? So now Walking I need around. to, since it's a thing now for me, apparently, I need to, like, hit up some other spots along his journey. Yeah. This is where he took a dump. Yes, <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, true. you know, St. Louis, it's an old town. It, you get that sense. It reminds me a lot of, like, Chicago and New York and other old towns right um and that you're like man that building looks old like why do we still have it uh and then uh, so we were talking kind of talking about, so we went there's like tower grove park it's super old it was like the land was given by the rich guy in 18 like 68 and it was built in 1898 coincidentally just fun fact Brackenridge park in san antonio was built in 1899 it's also the year barcelona football club was founded just in case anybody's worried about that. Um, what? Yeah, fun facts for you. Yeah, it, it, you know, like, again, because I read, you know, I know about San Antonio history and, like, George Brackenridge, the rich guy, donated the land for Brackenridge Park. This guy was, like, Shaw, he donated the land for Tower Grove Park. I think it was a thing at the time. It was like, hey, I'm rich. I lived it up. Here you go. You can have it. Secondhand land. Um but it's a nice park. It's old and whatever that you got, like old fountains. So man, that fountain's from 1800. I don't know if I want to drink it, but uh, it's there and it's nicely maintained. It's kind of cool. The pavilions. It's kind of funny because we were, um, you know, in San Antonio looking at pavilions uh, for like a birthday party maybe this fall. Like, hey, maybe we can stay over here. Um, you know, and it's like this park was built in like 1984 or whatever in San Antonio. This one's yeah. It's like this. This pavilion from 1872. I was like, yeah, what? Uh, so, kind of cool. That kind of stuff. Um, excuse me. So, it's a cool park. Um, you know, we kind of go Like any city we go to, we like to go walk around it, drive around a little aimlessly, go to the poor parts, go to the rich parts, you know? Um, go to the lame parts. Like the suburbs, um, and you know, so we did a little of that today. It was it was fun. So we went to the, you know, we saw the Gateway Arch. There's no baseball game this week because we came on All Star Week, so they're in Colorado. Everybody's in Colorado. Uh, we're not gonna stay past this weekend, which is when like the Cardinals would play again. Uh, but that'd be cool to go to. And also, I mean, it's, you know, pandemic, whatever. You know, like uh, I don't want to go around a crowd of sixty thousand people necessarily. Uh, so that's something else we'd probably do. So, Adam, you like to learn about yeah. the <laughs> cities <laughs> that you visit. What what's been the most interesting thing you've learned, or surprising thing you've learned so far on your road trip? 
Of of this city or just any city? Along the trip, any city oh, on we the came way. Close to the clan headquarters. That was uh, super interesting. Uh, and then Where are they Harrison, Arkansas. Arkansas, yeah. yeah. So I, we, I, I was talking to Brad. Uh, shout out to Brad, former member of the show. I was like, yeah, that's crazy. Just like right there. He's like, oh, really? I didn't know that. And, uh, so I, think, I was like, yeah, I don't think that that would be a thing for you. Like, they're not going to be like, hey, uh, you know, you don't really like, feel the effects thereof. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that's the thing, Gina. You know, kind of flip it back on you. Traveling while, uh, while black. What's that like? Uh, I mean, you're aware. <laughs> you know who you are. Um, it's, it's not scary per se, but it's definitely one of those things you think about. Like you said, like we, you know, I, I imagine if you're white, and as we know firsthand from some of our white friends, you don't have to think about certain things when you travel. Would never cross your mind, but that's the kind of thing I would think about. I did think about, you know, on this tra- trip is, oh, we're going to be driving late at night. Where are we going to be? Where, what cities are we going to be passing through? Is it going to be safe to stop there? Do we need to, you know, you're, you're constantly taking those things into account. And uh, knowing that we're going through, you know, Oklahoma to Arkansas, going that way, like, are we going through any, like, sundown towns? Is that still a thing? Oh, well, we're stopping for the night in what used to be a sundown town. That's exciting. Um, Luckily, that was 100 years ago-ish, but, you know, it makes you wonder who's still around, who still thinks that way. And I'm going to have to yeah, deal with no, that. Yeah, said, okay, everybody that used to, you know, put these laws and these actions into place. There's not even laws. A lot of it's just, like, you kind of know. Right. Um, it's not like they just say, well, that was a good run. We had oppressing people and uh, running people out of town. I guess we're done. Time to go to church. Yeah. Uh, they were like, well, it's not really as prevalent anymore, but they still carry those attitudes and pass them on to, you know, their children or they maybe still around. A lot of people still around. Um, so, you know, like, it's more like, I think there's just like a heightened awareness of, of little things like that. Yeah. Where am I going to be stared at? Yeah. Okay. In this place, I'm probably going to stick out and it may not be in a, um, in a hostile way. Right. Yeah. Like you, we got some of this, you know, where, as we've been around and so there's a lot of just like, yo, you guys are such a beautiful yeah. family. So that was hilarious to me <laughs> that we did that. Not, not because we're not beautiful because we are, you know, um. Yeah, not that they weren't wrong. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> so we read, uh, like, we were just kind of reading. We're like, we're going through this town. One thing we like to do is, like, let's read about this now, especially now in the Wikipedia age. You just Wikipedia the next town, right? Or you see some weird, like, what? Like in, uh, was it MacArthur? Is it MacArthur? McKinman? There's something Mac. You go through uh, from, like, El Paso to San Antonio. Ain't a whole lot there. It's very much the Roadrunner, you know, back you know background in like uh, you know the cartoons so you're like all right well what is this town why is there a giant road runner here and then you kind of read about it why they did you know somebody road runner but one of the towns that we were going to had like an article in like the arkansas times it was like the black family like it was about this particular black family that moved to this particular town and their experience of it they're like what's it like and they're like, yeah, well, you know, it's Sundown Town, so the population was like 0.5. It was like Tim, you know, Tim the black guy, I guess. And then so this black family moved in, and it, you know, increased it by a ton. 
And so they were just like, yeah, you know, we kind of get that. People come up to us and say, hey, we're glad that you're in town, and you have such a beautiful family, and it's great to see you in this town. Um, and, you know, like, that's a thing that you don't really get. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm Hispanic. Nobody says that to me in San Antonio, right? They didn't come up to me like, dude, you know, you're just a great-looking guy. We're glad to have you in town. It's great to see you here. You know, nothing. Nobody says it. Del, no, maybe they say, that, you know, yeah, wow, Del, luxurious hair. So, but nobody's really saying that to you as you go about, you know, life as a white man. But they'll say that to us, and they happen. To, we were walking by like St. Louis Library, apparently, and I was kind of just pointing things out to my kid, shouting directions like, hey, please don't lick the wall. You come here. Get down from there. Yeah, just the stuff you say to your children. Uh, you know, hold my hand, we're going to cross the street, and it's like, I just wanted to say. And so we both, you know, that, but we kind of laughed at it as we walked by. Because we just read that story. That family, like 15 years ago, you know, the black family, they were like, yeah, they were just people would come up to us in restaurants and be like, hey, we're so, you guys have such a lovely family, and we're so excited to see you here. So it was kind of just like, all right, cool. And it's true. that That is an experience. Like, my family, like I mentioned, lived in a... Idaho when I was young and we had the same kind of experiences there like not not usually any like racist comments or anything like that but just people would come out of their houses when we were walking down the street just to tell us (laughs) they'd never seen a, a black family before or you know where are you guys from we're so happy you're here okay I mean, as I said, look. I'm gonna go I buy get, some lunch. <laughs> I understand that a Gotta little go bit. Go pay bills. I mean, like when I was in elementary school, it was a majority Hispanic, whatever, and there was like the two white people, and they were just kind of like, yeah, there was like she had like yellow hair and like bright blue eyes. It was just kind of she kind of stood out. It was like she's, we'd be like whatever, or unless you're like you know so and so, she's kind of she stands out. So I get it. Like, yeah, everybody here is white, and everybody I've ever seen white, and pretty much everyone will see is white, except that family. You see them walking down the street, look out there. That's, they're black people, real life black people. They don't look like Whoopi Goldberg, turns out. Maybe a little bit, but, you know. Uh, I mean, so, you know, some. I don't think a lot of those things are racism. It's like a little bit of ignorance, but it, it's kind of, I think it's like just. Seeing you know, someone you've never seen before. Yeah, it's like Asian comedians make that joke, they'll. They, they, uh, I forget that one guy. I'm stealing this joke, but he said people come up to him be like, "Oh yeah, I love Jackie Chan." He's like, "Okay, <laughs> I don't care." Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nobody goes up to you like, "Dell, I love you know, Matt Damon. Great guy." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Ben Affleck, right? Yeah. 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 Not in this country. If you go to other countries, though, that can happen. To you, yeah. No matter who you get, but that's more just because you're an American. Yeah. I mean, and then, so like I said, it, it really is it's just kind of uh, in eloquence. They're not really thinking yeah. about it. They're just kind of like, hey, I, you know, I didn't really, I didn't think I was going to be put in a spot to, to you know, adequately, dis- adequately describe my surprise at seeing some man I've never seen before. And I wanted to kind of. So, okay, this giving me a few other questions. I'm curious to know what you guys uh, have to say. Uh, not to make it all about race, but first, Adam, do you think at all about being Hispanic when you're traveling? No, I I think there's there's a couple things, right? Uh, sometimes I was always kind of aware of certain things, like um, I'm an Hispanic dude, and I think 
like when you're like a teenager, everybody looks at you like you're gonna. You're like, what kind of teenager? He's gonna be just gonna go mess stuff up. You know what I mean? Kind yeah. of look at him, kind of wary. And then I think, and like when I was in certain places that were a little whiter, I would get an extra look, like, oh, is this a what? A, you know, like I moved to a little bit whiter part of like San Antonio area for like high school. And I swear, I was just, I sat down, it was like my first day in class, it was like, hey, we got a new student, I was like, what's up, yo, and I sat down, and then, like, the next day, I think that the principal, vice principal, they're like, yeah, somebody's writing on his desk, and I could see them both looking at me, like, ah, that might be the new guy, you know, kind of like, is it the guy, the Mexican guy? I don't even have a pencil to my name, it was like, literally, literally my first day, I just, like, was introduced to the class, like, you know, I might have had a folder, might to just have, like, all my registration documents, whatever. I didn't have a pencil. But, you know what I mean? Like, there was a little bit of that. But I always kind of expect that. People, I'm a little bit taller than your average Mexican, I guess. And so then I'm just aware that I kind of stand out. You know what I mean? And, and then I got long. So how does that affect you when you're traveling? Just um, heightened ready. awareness? Yeah, I'm ready for those kinds of things. Uh, and I'll maybe have kind of just my personality for that. I'm ready for kind of a peep attention. So I'm like, hey, I know I'm going to be on stage. Let me give you a little joke. Hey, have you heard the one about now? Um, and it, but I do notice here, being in St. Louis, there are fewer Mexicans, and so I kind of get a double look. Like uh, I also get maybe confused for being like um, I don't know, Arab, other brown Middle Eastern peoples, Indian. Yeah, when I worked at the mall in Dallas, again a whiter part of town. Uh, people were like, hey, are you, are you are you Arab? And I was like, no, I'm not, because they're speaking to me, I think, in Arabic or something. And I was like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to purchase some of my wares? Uh, you know, so <laughs> there's a little bit of that. I'm always kind of, like, ready for that. Do get a lot more of that here in St. Louis, like I did in Dallas. I kind of forgot about that, being in San Antonio. Don't really get that. Being in L.A., don't get that. Um, being in Oregon, definitely did get that. Uh, being like Seattle, a little bit more, you know, Canada, yeah. They're kind of like, hey, hey, that's one of the Mexicans we've seen before. <laughs> I heard of them. So this next question goes to uh, our panelist, Del. Um, what about you while traveling, traveling with your now expecting wife versus like traveling alone, road trips with other guys, things like that? Do you feel like your road tripping is different this time around? Uh, it's okay if it's not. Or, like, does it change your mindset in any way? As far as, like, others' perception? Yeah, just, or, like, things you feel like you have to be prepared for that you didn't before, or, like, now nah, I'm not going to drive at night anymore. Anything like that um, cross your mind? Well, okay, so the two things that I'll say is that that I get... I definitely get treated differently because I have long hair. Like, people make assumptions about that aspect of who I am. Well, you look like a dirty um, hippie, yeah. Hippie or just a, just a, like a, like a, um, good old, like a serious, like, redneck, you know, like country <laughs> dude. You know what I mean? Uh, and the fact that I can't really grow, like, I grow a goatee and I look, I look, I'm probably pretty kind of white trash in certain situations. <laughs> Little uh, kid rock. But, I see where you're yeah, going. Yeah. But, um, you know, I've gotten harassed, I've gotten harassed by police driving to gigs, you know, in the, in, to, in Alabama. It happens more in Mississippi than like 
more enlightened parts of the country. But um, with Sarah, yeah, you know, there is a little bit of a, because for some reason, her, I guess, build, body type, whatever, <laughs> makes men think that they can, like, catcall her. Like, I've never dated somebody that gets... Like hey, put down the Half- whole catalog there. <laughs> <laughs> you know? no, nobody ever piqued the interest of the uh, you know the red blooded American male like my wife. But I mean, I, <laughs> and I, I guess. and uh, you know all 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 uh, it's not just white dudes. It's like every anybody. But so I am a little bit wary of that when we stop somewhere that I can't just like run in and do my thing. Like I need to. I don't feel like I need to protect her. She can definitely take care of herself. She's, you know, kind of a, she's used to it and she, she handles herself well in those situations. But even in Denton, we were walking down the street in Denton and this dude. Is she like a black belt or something? Stopped <laughs> us. Yeah. Yeah, she is. This dude stopped and, and said something to us. And then like we were walking down the street and he just started saying stuff to say at Sarah. Like, we were, like, 30 feet away, and he's, like, yelling down the street in downtown Denton. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? But, uh, so, yeah, uh, stopping at night, I hadn't thought too much about, but I do think probably after having children, I would start to think about that. The only time I ever remember feeling, like, kind of unsafe and really like maybe we shouldn't be around here was when I was, my brother and I were driving to driving the moving van to his moving van to Arizona. And we stopped in El Paso (laughs) and it was like one in the morning. Yeah. And that was the only time I felt like we got to get gas and pee and get in GTFO. Like we're not (laughs) supposed to be, this is not where we're supposed to be right now, you know, but, uh, yeah, I think yeah. I mean for the most part, like there's a like America is very safe. Like you can travel pretty much one end of the country and another. And we've traveled a lot, we've driven a lot. Um, and it is true certain parts of the country have a lot more speed traps. And it is true that cops, like anybody else, I think have a little power trip. Um, and it's always the kind of people that you think they're like, like when I was younger, like I don't know anywhere from seventeen to twenty five when cops would stop me and pull me over, especially, like, so I, I'd drive down and help my dad do sales at the Mexican border sometimes, or just, he just need an extra hand or something like that. And I'd go help him out. And then, you know, I was, I didn't really do much. I was, just, I was literally just another guy to carry stuff, you know what I mean? Um, and, but when you come back there, like, the border patrol stopped people randomly. And then they'd see me, and they're like, all right, what is this young guy doing? Let's pull him over. I'd get a speech, and I'm like, what are you doing out here? I'm like, I'll help my dad out. So I'm like, oh, I don't see no, like, company sticker in your car. I'm like, oh. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, you know, like, so you get a little bit harassed, a little bit more like, what are you doing? I don't believe you kind of thing. As I passed, like, 25, I, I don't know, maybe it was, like, the cars I was driving, where I was driving, or when I was driving, like, time of day. Um, if I got stopped or anybody constantly they just kind of look at me like a dad kind of thing and not like I'm out for trouble. Maybe I just look like, ah, well, this guy's, he just, he ain't doing shit. Maybe it's that. And then definitely now that I'm like a dad, I get like a dad vibe. People look at me like a dad kind of deal, right? And again, time of day stuff. I'm not driving at three in the morning 
uh, out of a like right near a bar kind of thing. I mean, it's not it's not what I'm driving. I'm driving a minivan in the middle of the day in a family friendly area. You know what I mean? So people are like, oh, hey, what's going on? Uh, just sharing a bunch of dad looks. But yeah, I think it's important to. And I say I I am aware that I have three ladies uh, with me at all times, and like I said, as safe as a good portion of America is, uh, I mean it's it's also not. You know what I mean? And I'm keenly aware of of how like vulnerable you know, we are. You know, everybody is. Uh, and so I try not to put us if I can control it in vulnerable situations like that. I mean, we're talking about. You know, let's not drive at night if we can help it. Uh, but if we do, let's make sure, like, we're in, one, that we're, like, you know, we're all prepared for it. Full tank of gas, you know what I mean? Driving on the right. speed limit in a place that, you know, well lit, that kind of stuff. Just, like, those are just good tips generally. Um, also, like, let me say, like, if you're driving in the middle of nowhere, like, 100 miles an hour and you hit a deer, what are you going to do? That's if you're by yourself. And then if you're, like, in a car full of kids, what the hell are you going to do then, right? There's just more people that needs that like it's not like we're all like wilderness survival people right you know there's two adults and three tiny kids that need help to go potty i mean so it's not really it's not really the safest situation some some situations like that so yeah you know, a couple of dudes driving a moving van through an unfamiliar city at 1 a.m that's not really good it's easy like hey they probably have stuff it's just a couple of guys but that's different if it's like a couple of women you know, sexism or not, you know, it seems like people treat that as, like, easier prey or more vulnerable. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so like Del, what was the weirdest or most bizarre thing you saw on your road trip? Um, the, okay, uh, on the way to San Antonio, Sarah's, like, there's a rainbow, that cloud is a rainbow, and it was like, the whole sky was full of clouds, like, it was pretty gray sky, except for this one cloud that was separate from the rest, it was just rainbow colored, like, super bright, I've never seen that, like, I've never seen a cloud that's a rainbow, you know, like, you see sometimes the sun is going down, and you kind of see a haze of rainbow in the sky or whatever, but this was like, one one complete <laughs> cloud that was just a rainbow cloud. Did you and that see was, a flying like unicorn hop out of it? Or a I, I did. Did you make a I wish didn't. on it? I think I just missed the unicorn, uh, but it was pretty wild. And it would like go behind other clouds and then peek back out, and um, it was neat. Did y'all catch a picture? A picture of it? Sarah took some pictures, but they at that point uh, the cloud had started to. Yeah. dissipate a little, you know, to like dissolve a little bit, yeah. so it's a little you're bit like, hazier. You're like 55 years old. It was like old. stark, like tight. You're nice. like 55 years old, and you you know, think about all your whole life, probably the next, you know, 20 years or whatever you got left. You're never going to see nothing like that again? Isn't that crazy? Nothing. Yeah. What? I know, man. What's the last time kind of deal? <laughs> I know. What about you, Adam? Weirdest thing? Weird, uh, bizarre, anything? I don't know. I think it's kind of weird. Uh, Missouri has weird roads. They're just like letters. Like you turn left on Y. What? Road Y? Yeah, that is strange. <laughs> it's getting uh, used to. Then flip a UE on EE. That's kind of like when we traveled to Europe. All the exit signs look different than they do here. It's like 
man jumps off cliff is letting you know there's an exit over there. Yeah, I'm like, it looks like a warning to me. What? Like, well, don't go that way. <laughs> Apparently that <laughs> just drops like to nowhere. Out of a window that way. <laughs> uh, yeah, for me, I think the weirdest thing I saw was when we were driving into one of our stops. Um, it was pretty dark on the road at that point because there were no lights along the highway. And then just like in the middle of nowhere appeared a woman hitchhiking. Oh, yeah. That was kind of creepy. In the pitch black. like kind of smudgy. Yeah. And it just as we passed her, it was just like immediately like a thumb and a person like looking kind of crazy, reaching probably a little dangerously too close into the road to be seen for a ride. And if you're listening to this and thinking, well, do you helped her? Didn't No, we didn't. Uh, we're not crazy uh, <laughs> but I do wonder what happened to her and I hope she didn't get ran over but that was just weird yeah I know that was bizarre I, I think I think that again one, one thing I like about road trips versus like flying like flying is much easier I mean I don't know I guess depending on an airport or whatever uh, certainly that takes a lot fewer steps right just hop on a plane you're there then you get out um, like driving is a uh, you know, it can be taxing and all that other stuff. And there's certain points, no matter how far you're going, where you're just like, oh, I just want to get through this. How much time, much more time do we have? But you get to see this country, which is huge. And you get to see a lot of cool stuff about it. Like, uh, it just so happens, again, we went to, like, the Natural History Museum in San Antonio, right? The Witty, right? I could talk about the different regions. And I'm from Texas, so I was, like, taught this. I don't know, one of the, one of the grades where they teach you about it, right? Um, so it's it's not unfamiliar to me, but it's cool seeing it. Like you, you're driving, and w- like you said, Gene, we drove from South Texas, which is like the confluence of hill country, sort of desert, arid regions, grasslands, and like the beginnings of the Texas coastline, um, all the way up to the Ozarks, right? And it's a lot of different, you know, lands. Like the trees are kind of smallish; they get bigger, nice and tall. The roads are flat and straight. You can basically see 200 miles in front of you to where you can't see the next turn. Uh, and, you know, that's cool. Like, you know, you've seen roads uh, in tunnels. Apparently there's, like, a deadly road in Missouri that was just fixed in 94. Like, truck, you were looking at the, the like, trucker, truckdrivers.net or something like that. And they're like, yeah, Highway yeah. 71 requires a 31. Requires all the tricks that you know. Uh, like, 75 people died on it. And they, yeah. They built a tunnel. Oh, what was it called again? In some unnamed mountain. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the bizarre How thing. How has no one named yeah. that mountain? Yeah, there that was, was bizarre. Unnamed. Like, really? Is it unnamed mountain? Yeah. <laughs> like, if you Google the name of that tunnel we drove through, it's like, it's located in an unnamed mountain. Yeah. What? Uh, name that. <laughs> one so thing I on our system is like, yeah. Kind of got the ball on that one. Right? Haven't got around to that one yet. Um... Yeah, I mean, it, it's cool seeing like, the, the change in scenery. Uh, when we drove from California up to Canada that one time, that was cool. That was really cool to see that. There's really some beautiful country in, like, Oregon where you're just, you know, like you're driving in a valley. There's, like, a mountain in the distance, you know what I mean? You just see all this green around you. Or, like, you're kind of driving up some precarious hills again in Oregon or, like, uh, Washington, and you're like, man, it must have been a bitch for people to first traverse this area just to see what's there, right? They're like, all right, let's keep going 
and I'm making a rough map of it. You know, as it, there was no road through it. You're just kind of walking and, and whatever. Uh, so you get appreciation for for all the people that did that, scoped it out, and then and then also the people that lived there, you know, thousands of years before or whatever. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. kind of knew it, that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, stuff like that is cool for me. So Dell, how does it feel to be back home? It's all right. It's been <laughs> un- <laughs> it's been hard getting back into things because, well. My mother-in-law is came to visit Tuesday night, and our AC went out at our house Tuesday night. And on top of like trying to play catch up a little bit and get back up to speed and finding a rhythm, so I guess the one thing was like, okay, let's settle back into a rhythm. We're doing good. We've been eating well with our pregnancy stuff and all that. And kind of looking forward to like getting back into that and actually getting some rest and, and uh, the AC going out put a big wrench and all that for me. So. I bet. Isn't that fun? Uh, this is the part. Everybody's like, oh, you guys have been renting. Don't you want to own your home? You're just yeah. throwing money away. To rent. Uh, no, I'm not. Because when the AC went out at the rental place, I just put in a call. And then you can kind of bitch and complain. And you got a little superiority there. You know, and like, oh, you guys didn't get this fixed. Pay my rent on time, you know. And they have to. It's yeah. like in your contract. Yeah, they they have to fix out, it within a certain amount it. of time. So yeah, when AC goes out and it's yours, you're just like, ah, well, I guess I got to yeah. show up seven hundred dollars for you to look at it or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's it's a good way to I guess build equity, whatever. Supposedly. But <laughs> I uh, if I if I I will say that if I. Didn't think that I was going to be here for a long time. If I didn't have a family, I would, if I was living by myself, I would not have. A, I would not buy a house ever again. Yeah. So, yeah. Me uh, I just think that it's constant. It's a constant thing. You know, it's mm-hmm. just a constant. <laughs> there's there's always shit that you got to work on on the house. So. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's what we're talking about, right? Like it's um, when you and I, Gina, were younger, and we could just kind of like. Renting is, is perfect because you can live in any house. We got five bedroom, cool. You can be in there. We got a one bedroom, right? Eh, that's fine. We'll be in there. You got an efficiency, cool. We're all fine. Any of those three options work. But it was you and a gaggle of kids and maybe a dog or two, and it's like, well, we need a very specific scenario. And then in that band of choices, right? You're like, well, I think right now it's maybe worth it to, I don't know, put down a couple hundred thousand dollars and whatever and then and then say I'm buying it but basically just paying the bank for the right to live in my own home you know right <laughs> here you go bank <laughs> pay you the rent instead like, yeah, exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. so um you know I you know I think it's like most things it's a little bit more complicated than the way people like to yell it at you right credit card debt is bad well I mean sometimes you need an unsecured loan uh yeah Yep. You want to go through a loan application process. You're like, I'll just put it on the credit card and I'll pay it off when I pay it off <laughs> or whatever. Uh, or never. Yeah. <laughs> or never, whatever. You can't <laughs> get me past the grave, buddy. Oh, the kid's asking a question again. This is the unfortunate part about being on the road. Is like we're all in like a room together. It was like it's like a suite. And they just come in there and look at you like, uh, Mom, Dad, what are you doing? Never apart. 
I was trying to get away from you, kid. <laughs> so we'll let y'all know next podcast how our uh, how it feels to be back home. So yeah. we're not there yet. Setting up a cliffhanger there. Yeah. And they never get <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll say this, right? Like, because again, we're talking about road tripping. Traveling anywhere in the west of the United States, right, on this side of the gateway, you it takes forever to get to any other place. Like, we drove from El Paso to San Antonio, and that's a one major city hop, right? El Paso, major city. San Antonio, major city. But that's like eight hours in between and a yeah. whole lot of nothing. That's right? a terrible drive. There's a couple towns, and I, I swear one said, hey, we got a Walmart, and it's hiring. And it, that was posted at, like, a gas station. You know what I mean? Like, the sign said that. I was like, there's nothing else here but that Walmart. Um, you know, but you go to the East Coast, and I was looking at this again. I was like, St. Louis, it's only five hours to Chicago. Uh, five hours to Memphis. Um, you know, five hours, uh, like seven hours to like Nashville. Like those are a day drive. It's not very difficult, right? And then you go out west, and you're just like, okay, Salt Lake City. Where's the nearest town? You don't think of like, ah, you know, let's take that day trip from Salt Lake to somewhere else. It's like it's in the middle of nowhere. It's in the middle of all those square states. It takes a long time. So. It does. Yeah, other do people that. like, yeah, I drove 30 minutes from or whatever from Philly to New York, or whatever that is. And you can drive to like Baltimore from D.C. in like I don't know, a couple of minutes. How far does it? How long does that drive get? Baltimore to Baltimore. D.C. Is it? It's not very far. A couple hours? No. Yeah. Hour yeah. and a half? Yeah. I think what takes a long time is like, it's like bumper to bumper traffic. Traffic, like, Well, yeah. it takes forever, but it's right there. Anyway, there you go. Yeah, the East Coast is crazy compact. Which is nice, but also maybe not so nice. I get how you're like, you know what, I just like all this wide open space and all these hilly mountains in uh, the Ozarks of Missouri. Um, uh, you you sacrifice access to quality and choice. Yeah, you kind of gotta take what you can get when you live in a place like that. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's you know as we wrap up, it, it's a lot of uh, um, it kind of depends. I can see how you're like, you know what? I've spent my time and my life in a crowded city, and I like space, and then. The other people saying, I spent my time with a lot of space and it's really slow and I like to speed it up and be closer to people. Uh, yeah. And then, or like you kind of want to in between or something like that. Anyway, so far, St. Louis is a cool town. It's old. Population went down from 550 in 1950 to 300 now. Everybody's gone. Buildings are old. Like, we, we can kind of guesstimate it, right, Gina? Like we saw a couple buildings downtown. We're playing our, uh, a game. When was that building built? Gina got all hers right, a couple in the 1900s, and I mean, I sort of got one right. Yeah. How do you find out who, who's right in that situation? You look it up. Google. <laughs> yeah, there's like, I mean, if it's an office building, there's like LoopNet, they tell you when it was built, right? Wow. They also give you the square footage. You find everything on yeah. the internet, yeah. man. You're a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is a corny game, but I was also waiting for a crepe, you know? It's like waiting outside for a crepe, like, well... When do you think that building was built? I was like, it looks about 1900. You know, it's only like two stories tall. It's all brick. It's also about when St. Louis is popular. Is that downtown area? I know. I was just kind of making educated guesses. Didn't Adam say 
when we were visiting how he doesn't really care about architecture that much. Hmm. I don't. It doesn't mean I don't know all the answers. You know? <laughs> <laughs> how was your trip? As we we'll end up, how was your trip to San Antonio? Did you enjoy it? I did immensely. The best part was the company, of course. <laughs> but uh, I didn't want it to end really. But uh, you know, it was fun. It's only eight it hours. <laughs> well, eight hours plus hours. two more hours for traffic plus. Four more hours for kids, but yeah, we'll be back for sure. Yeah. Next time we'll we'll uh, hopefully be able to stay longer and not feel like we got to cram everything into a couple of days. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know the funniest thing that happened. This is on Brad because we saw Brad yesterday, right? So Brad did that thing. You know, he kind of got down like on his haunches, right? Like squatted down, talking to kids. He's like, "Hey, how are you guys doing?" You know, to our kids, and then our youngest. Yeah, she goes up and kind of was like, all right. And then she gets down on her, her like, squats down, too. It's like, I guess this is how they do it in Arkansas. And, you know, she's just kind of like, all right. Talk it down. She's like, hi. Nice to meet you. I guess this is how he wants me to say hi. Yeah. I can get down here, too. So weird custom. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Uh, but, yeah, so far, it's so good. It was a good time. It's been good time. Um, all right, I guess we wrap it up. Anything else we want to talk about before we go? Mm. Counting. Weird. Bye. Yeah.